Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Before I introduce our guest today, I wanted to share an experience I had this week. Just yesterday, depending when you're listening to this, but I feel like it'll be universal, something that I'll definitely remember for some some time now. And it's not a huge experience, but it was a real lesson to me about trusting ourselves because I am constantly learning this lesson which makes sense to me because it is something that comes back in my intuitive Reiki healing sessions with my clients. It's kind of, it kind of always comes back to where does that trust live? How can we remember to trust ourselves? When do we move away from trusting ourselves? So what happened was yesterday was February 22nd, 2022. So as I'm sure you know, if you were anything like me, it was really around. People were talking about it. Oh, this day, it's a a day for us to really harness this energy of these repeating numbers. Once in a lifetime, we will never see a day like this again. You know, we won't be around for 2,222. So we really, this is the day. Take advantage of whatever that means. What are we taking advantage of? Like it was getting really confused. I found, I also received a ton of emails, newsletters from people talking about this Tuesday because it was a Tuesday as well. So another two. So there's a lot of repeating things. And I've talked about this on the show before where it can be really easy to apply a lot of meaning to things that are outside of us. But I also do love seeing repeating numbers when I notice them. If you listen to the episode where I talk about how I followed my intuition that led me to my first Reiki training, there was a lot of repeating numbers that showed up for me in the form of force. There was a lot of force that I noticed on receipts, on addresses. But I I trusted that I could use those as a sign that I was on the right path, on the right road, that I that I should. I trusted that my intuition was recognizing these repeating numbers and translating back to me like, okay, that means that we should do this. But what I found that happened yesterday was I got kind of caught up in what the meaning of this repeating number day was. That I thought of all these things that I should do in my business for myself, for my clients, I started to by being kind of surrounded by it when I went on Instagram or when I got these newsletters from different people that I subscribed to and different businesses, I started to think that I was missing out. I started to think, well, why didn't I really plan something for this repeated 
today? What am I missing? What am I going to miss? What should I be doing? And I really kind of wound myself up away from myself. Feeling like that I was losing some kind of magic bean that would grow the beanstalk to wherever I want to go. Wherever my desires are trying to take me to. And it kind of took me quite a few hours because I didn't really realize what was happening. And I was working on a project. And part of the technology of the project was not working for me. I was trying to embed something. It's not really important exactly what I was doing. I don't want to bore you. But something that should have been simple was just not working. And I don't know if you heard the sirens in the background there. But I love that there were sirens because that was what my intuition told me. That because it wasn't working and I was pushing so hard to figure it out because I wanted to, you know, finish this thing on this special day. The warning, the siren that my intuition was trying to show me was it shouldn't be this hard. What am I missing? What am I pushing? What is this? What is my even intention? What's my intention with what I'm working on? Because that has been the the beauty in creating this business where I serve other lovely souls that could utilize what I have to help them. That I am trying my best to always have the intention of serving the highest good. Because when we've talked about this, if you follow your purpose, follow your heart, follow your intuition, and realize your purpose and your dreams and your destiny and your highest good, then in turn, that really helps to fulfill the highest good of the world, of the universe, of all people, in the most ideal ideal way. So when I got that warning of this isn't working, I'm so frustrated. Why can't I do this? Why didn't I plan earlier? Why didn't I think of how magical and beautiful and inviting this repeated number day was? How could I have missed out? How? But I'm so grateful that I have really connected to my body and my intuition and my own energy because that didn't last too long before I realized that this was an old way of thinking for me. That I was looking for a shortcut. That I was looking for some kind of magical entrance some kind of door that wasn't there before that would take me exactly where I want to be, where all of the things I want to happen will happen because I harness the timing and really recognize the, you know, divinity in this magical moment. And I'm not, I, this is just for me. If you felt that yesterday and you realize that 
you had a magical connection to these repeating numbers and something amazing happened, then I want to hear about it. Send me a message because I would love to hear it. But for me, a life lesson that I'm constantly learning, and yesterday was a a lovely refresher of this lesson, is that to trust the timing of our lives means to trust the time, to trust the day that we find ourselves in. That there isn't some kind of special, magical minute that we will miss if we don't take advantage of it. That, yes, the 2-2-2-2022 day was a beautiful reminder of how special each day is. That, yes, it was once in a lifetime. But guess what? So is every second that we're alive. Like the second that just went by, that was once in a lifetime. You will never get that second back. That second right there, again, once in a lifetime. And for me, the big lesson, the reason that I feel like I'm always being taught this lesson is because it's really easy for me to want to do something. I have my desire. And then the action is what I need to do to set that desire in motion, to see where it takes me. But if something outside of me, like some kind of magical day, is in my mind, then I will procrastinate that action. Or I will think that, well, you know, I could do it today, but maybe it's actually, it's probably better to do it next time. Or, oh, I should do it for that day or that time or that. So for some, these kind of beautiful, synchronistic things that happen, beautiful, magical, repeated numbers that they see, special days that they want. If there's things that give extra oomph to people's energy, that's awesome. But I felt really called to share this because I think most of the time, those outside promises of, oh, it's going to be, this is going to be great. It Do it on this day because then everything will be perfect or it'll get an extra boost or do it at this special time because it'll be such a great day for you to do it because of X, Y, and Z. They're really just all ways for us to move away from trusting ourselves and our own intuitive knowledge of what is best for us. So maybe it sounds a little too optimistic, but the lesson that I got from that, from all that frustration of feeling like I'm missing out, of not having the key to unlock this like magical, a lot of people called it like this portal, I'm going to remember that we have the power to create any kind of portal, quote unquote, or door or new path 
or change the direction or course of whatever we're doing, launch a new idea, plant a new seed, like all of that can be done whenever we feel like it should because it's unique to all of us. So I'm going to remember that every day to me is as magical and momentous and once in a lifetime as the 2-22-2022. And I'm going to continue to recognize when repeated numbers help to, you know, affirm the way that I'm feeling. When I recognize that, oh, well, that's a lovely little thing, 444 or, you know, it's 3.33 p.m., It is actually 3.33 p.m. That's pretty funny. But I suppose the main reason I felt like really talking about it was if you felt disappointed by a day, whether it was yesterday or another special day that you were told was going to have like the power to change it all, that's okay. Allow yourself to feel that disappointment and then remember You're only disappointed because you were putting your trust and expectations in something that has nothing really to do with you as a person, with your energy, with how unique your soul is. Every moment is once in a lifetime. And that is why I believe the cliche is so true of you know, there's no better time to start than right now. Because when we trust ourselves, when I, from my experience, trust myself and the choices I'm making based on that trust in following my intuition, there's no wrong way. And there's also no feeling of missing out on the timing because I trust myself to do the things at the time that they're supposed to be done. So it's actually much more relaxing than somebody giving me some kind of like magic button that will propel all of the things I want, that it'll spin them into reality much faster than I could have on my own. That just pulls us away from our own truth of what we really are supposed to be expressing from our own like total, intuitive, gorgeous hearts. And that's what the world needs. You know, it reminds me of uh, my favorite quote from The Wizard of Oz that I've said here before, where you had the power all along. It was within you the whole time. And I hope that helped at least one of you out there, but it did really help me to talk about it. So thank you. And now let me tell you about our guest. Today I am really looking forward to you hearing this interview I did with the lovely Melissa Kirk. She is an empowerment and powerful business coach. She works with really focused mindset coaching, but then also she uses a plethora of different tools her human design training. She does something called scientific hand analysis, which is pretty interesting. But 
The main reason that I love talking to her is because she really speaks to the journey she's been on. We talk about her relationship to her intuition and how it led her to make a huge transition in 2008 when she opened up her own empowerment coaching business. And it has been successful ever since. So please join me in welcoming Melissa Kirk to Intuitive Seek. And I hope you enjoy hearing about her journey as much as I did. So welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be here today. And I wanted to start off with intuition. What is your relationship to your own intuition? How does it and how has it played a role in your life? Well, I started probably 15 years ago doing massage therapy and I was working with people and kind of in their, you know, in their space of their body. And um, I started to realize a lot of times that they weren't getting really great results. Like they would feel better after the massage, but I could tell, like I knew intuitively there was other things going on. And so I really got interested in understanding like what different things represented and how to fix things. And I can remember that I would be in someone's space and I would have, I were, I had a studio and a gym, so it wasn't like at a healing center. Okay. So a lot of times I was having like these people that were not intuitive, not healers, not in that realm. And I would get these messages that sounded so crazy to me. And I'm like, I am not going to say that. I'm not going to tell them that. And I learned that when I just started trusting the information I was getting, that it sounded crazy to me because I didn't understand it. But when I would share it with somebody, I, they knew exactly what it meant. And I really started to trust that those messages were not for me to decipher who gets them and who doesn't. And I just started telling people and I, you know, it was scary at first because you think they're going to think I'm nuts and they're going to think, you know, that's not why they came here. They came here to get a massage. They didn't come here for me to tell them some crazy. But as I started doing that and started trusting what the messages were that I was getting, you know, they started getting bigger results and they started getting like having experiencing bigger shifts because it's not just, we're not just a physical being. So the massage was the physical part. But when I started talking to them about what the different things meant that were happening in their body and how it related to real life experience, or I gave them some kind of message spiritually, or um, a lot of times I would trigger their emotions you know, so I had to really create a safe space for someone to unload a bunch of motion, a grief or tears or, and so it took me the first year to really start trusting and start using my intuitive thoughts and hits and share them with people. And now I, I really don't hesitate. I do ask permission, mm -hmm. but I trust the information that even if I don't understand it, I know the message wasn't for me. And so, you know, it's made me grow on a big level too, because I'm able to help people more by the pure trusting of it. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so true that that key to everything that unfolded was your trust in how it was coming through. And do you remember when you started out in massage, that kind of point was there, was there, I'm sure it was many 
things that cumulatively grew. But was there a point when someone who wasn't necessarily in your mind, very open to it, but it came through to you and you felt, okay, this is really going to help their healing. I've worked with their physical, but they need this. I can feel it. Do you remember that moment? Because trusting and then moving through the fear, those are very different. And I think, and it feels so many people need as much advice and self-experience as possible to really get motivated that way to honor their own trust. Yeah. I remember the first one that really um, set me on my way. I had shared with a few people that I thought would be open to it, but I had this guy that um, he was an athlete. He was about six, five, like he's laying on my table and he's covering the entire table. Like you can't even see my table. And I keep getting like through the entire massage, something is just yelling at me that tell him it's the green one, tell him it's the green one. And I'm thinking like, what in the heck? I am not telling him that. Right. So I'm about 45 minutes into the massage and he is face down. I'm not looking at him. And I just told him, I said, you know, um, I keep getting a message that I think is for you and I don't really understand it. Would you like me to share it with you? And he, you know, he was like, okay, you know, like he, and so then I said, I'm being told to tell you to pick the green one. And there was complete silence for over 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And I'm just going like, oh gosh, what have I done? You know? And all of a sudden his whole body just kind of starts convulsing and he's like, you know, you can tell he's fighting his emotions and his whole body is shaking and he is crying. And I'm just going like, what in that? Cause I don't, I still to this day don't know what it means. He never told me what it was and he didn't come back to me for like two years. And then his physical physically was hurting and came back and we've never talked about it, but obviously it had some kind of impact because, you know, and Yeah, that was the, after that, I started to realize I wasn't supposed to understand the message. The message was for them and not me. So it happens too, even just like in my relationships, because a lot of people in my, you know, my friends or my family, they're not really open to the stuff I do. And I've learned to find a way to share with them too, when I get, especially when I get hits and I realize like, you know, the universe conspires to set you up with the right people to get what you need. And you may not understand it at the time, but if, if I wouldn't have shared him with that, then the universe, in my opinion, would have had to concoct another whole situation for him to get that message. And so I really started trusting it and sharing it and just not having to understand it. I think that was the biggest thing was to learn not that, um, to let it go, what it meant. Yeah. And understand my role. Like sometimes you never see that person again. And maybe you're not meant to. So yeah, it really, that one experience really shifted my level of trust for it. And I still don't even know what it meant. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is a beautiful story. And so poignant because you didn't get to know what the true translation was. Mm -mm. What did it mean? So that trust, which is usually blind because we really don't know why it was like highlighted to you. Oh no, that's not what it's about. Just keep trusting it because it's all part of a bigger plan and the ripple effect of that as well. Yeah. 
Wow. And so you're not holding on to that outcome, which I feel like a lot of people are constantly searching for a confirmation of their intuition and their intuitive hits rather than just trusting and moving in the direction of it. So, oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That gave me chills. That's so cool. The green one. Wow. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) So I know that many people, especially the listeners, are kind of searching for their purpose, searching for their soul's purpose. Many of them are not in careers that they enjoy, Mm -hmm. maybe the life that they really desire or that they really want to live. And from reading a little bit about you before we had this interview, it seems like you've really found that. You found the groove of your life purpose, if I may say. And I was wondering, did that happen at the conception of your business or did it happen before? Well, I was married for 20 years and I worked, I went to college, had a psychology and a business degree and um, worked in the corporate world. I never felt like I fit correctly anywhere. And being a psychology major, you really, you learn all the different profiling, you know, psychological personality tests, things like that. But what I found was that, um, you know, those are only as good as you know yourself, right? Because you're answering questions, but it may be answering questions like you're in accounting And so you talk about that, which is really not what you're meant for. So I found that relying on those was really hard because it just fed you back your own information. So when I started getting interested in doing like scientific hand analysis and doing the human design and astrology, you know, they really point you in a direction where you wouldn't find on your own. So the first thing that I came across was the hand analysis. And I had been in a pretty abusive relationship where I had lost a lot of my confidence. I had, you know, no self-esteem. I was told regularly, like I was ugly or disgusting or, you know, whatever. So when you get up, who wants to get up on stage when you feel that way about yourself and like express, you know, I was really tied up in my throat and my thyroid and, you know, being able to express myself. Well, my the scientific hand analysis, the way that it finds your purpose, it was that I was supposed to be in front of a large audience with a verbal message to the masses, taking very complicated information and making it easy to understand. And that was my purpose. And I was scared to death, right? Because this was the last thing I wanted to do. I'm hiding in a dark room with one client where I'm not supposed to talk. And it's the total opposite of what I'm here for. So like my results and with my client, you know, working with my clients, I was doing, I was creating success, but I wasn't creating fulfillment because I was out of alignment with who I was. And so that was my first indicator. Then when you look at my astrology, you know, Mercury in your astrology chart is about communication and mine, my Mercury is in Gemini, which is about patient overload and Mercury sits in my astrology chart in the area of business. And so here I am, right? That I'm supposed to talk in my business. Same thing that the, uh, that, that my hands told me. Then I do, and I also do human design, which I have a throat activation. And 70% of the energy is about where the sun was. 
right? And most people don't even know what their other signs are. They don't know where the other planets are. If you ask them their sign, they tell you their sun sign. Well, that's because it holds the most energy. So in my human design, where the sun is activated is again in the throat. And the essence of the area of that part of the chart is all about education and communication and bringing people together and explaining information and, you know, keeping the, the future people that you're with now, like thriving. Right. So when you layer all of those, you know, pieces on each other, it made it really clear that I've got to be in front of people. I've got to have a message that I'm talking. I, I started um, teaching Theta Healing, which is a, it's a belief and mindset work. It's similar to like NLP or like hypnosis. But you're changing belief systems and restructuring how you think and your perception of things, and it creates healing. And so I started getting certified to teach all these classes. And, you know, it really put me in my purpose. And I, and also like teaching human design. I love teaching human design. I love teaching, you know, I've taught several people how to read hands. And um, so I love all that stuff. And I realize how when I'm aligned with all of that, I'm in my purpose. And it is a very different feeling than the day-to-day grind of what you think you have to do. So, and that's what I help my clients do is find like, where's their area of genius? What are they here for? And it's so interesting because even if they are doing what they are supposed to be doing according to their charts, after they get the reading, it's like, there's this permission. There's this permission to say like, oh, this is it. And they, they're, they accelerate. And then they find the pieces that they've been struggling with and realize that's not in their chart to do those things. Mm. And let's find someone else to do it. And they are, I mean, it feel, it looks like they just, you know, a hundred pounds got released off of their shoulders because they don't have to do this anymore and they don't want to. That's kind of my journey and how it helped me yeah. and where I got. And then now I just love, like when I'm helping my my clients and I just watch their business change. They're playing the role that they're supposed to, you know, according to what came they came, their soul came in to do, not what some personality test told them. And so it's just on another level. I love it. Oh, that's so fascinating and really resonates. I'm sure with many people that are listening too, but definitely with myself. And I love the permission aspect of that. Because even when you were speaking to that, you were, you know, one-on-one in a dark room, mostly not speaking, mostly (laughs) very relaxed environments and spa music on. Yes. In that moment, do you remember that you always had, maybe not a dream, but maybe a dream, a dream to be heard, a dream to teach, a dream to be in front of more than just one person, but because of your conditioning, limited beliefs, this kind of things, it seemed almost maybe like a pipe dream. Like, was it there or did it kind of awaken when you really dug into the modalities? Well, I definitely had some um, personal work to do to be able to get past my fears and my judgment of getting, you know, um, to getting in front of a bunch of people. But I, you know, it, it pushed me like I never would have done that work. I would have never even realized how stuck I was in the throat to speak out in front of an audience, how much fear that had for me. 
but I really believed in the work. I really believed in, you know, if this is what I'm here for, it's interesting that the traumas I've had throughout my life prevented me, you know, there's like a direct correlation. So I think that it, it really directed my path because it was ominous to me. It was scary and everything else, but I, it gave me the courage to do the work and get past all my fears and get and heal those wounds so that I could do it because I've always had this, you know, I want to help people and I want to make an impact and things like that. I've always been like that. Even as in high school, I started a program at my high school called, called peer counseling. And so like, it was like the upper grader upgrade juniors and seniors helping the lower grades, the sophomores and juniors or freshmen and sophomores to come through and have someone to talk to and, you know, have a mentor. I mean, I started that program when I was in high school. Then I go to college and I'm a psychology major. So I always wanted to do that. Ah. But I just found that this work and with these modalities, it just helped me on a different level. But I did have to find myself first. I was a mess, you know. When I left my marriage after 20 years, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, so once I really started on this path, the level of feeling the fulfillment, that feeling, you know, where that satisfaction that comes from what you're doing, and it has nothing to do with money. It doesn't have, you know, the money isn't that satisfying. It's great for when it hits your bank account and it's there for a day. And then the next day you're like, what? So it just is when you find what it is like your genius and what you're here to do, and you start seeing the impact like greater than you could ever have seen in the past or ever results, you know, the results that you could ever get before. It's that resonance that is just so, it's so life-changing. Yes. And so inspiring the way that you describe it as well. I wonder, could you speak to the difference between fear, personally for yourself, fear and a no, no, I shouldn't do that. Because I feel like so many people, and I'm sure in your practice, if you could help to shed a little light on that too, with your clients, so many people really listen to that that no, which really is a yes coded in fear, right? Right. So one of the things that I've learned through the years is about human design. Human design has a human has a um, decision making process. Each chart is a little bit different. So how my chart works is I receive information that I've then processed through my gut. I'm supposed to listen to my gut response. And if my gut response says no, like then I need more information. But then I also, after I gather the information and the intuitive hits from my gut, I also have an emotional process. And I go through this emotional wave that can be very exciting and very scary and very up and down and, you know, sideways. It could cause feelings of depression. It can do anything. But at some point, you get clarity. And at some point, I have my answer. The answer arrives. And what I've learned is how to, what, when you learn how to trust that, it really makes the decision-making process way different because I, I have avoided getting in, my, in situations that were not good for me. You know, I've, I've experienced when I did trust it, like things were amazing. 
And I can look back on times when I knew I shouldn't do something. It's just like when you're in your business and someone's sitting in front of you and they're saying all the right things, they have all the right skills, and your body is just saying like, do not hire them. And then your head trumps it and you hire them. And it doesn't take long usually to experience a disaster. Mm-hmm. And so in human design, you are taught you are not to use your mind. Your mind is not the decision maker. It's something else. And when you learn how to be build that relationship with your, uh, with your own internal guidance, that's when I've really noticed, you know, my life changing a lot. I don't, I don't get clients that don't resonate with me. I don't get in financial situations or in partner, partnerships where you get screwed or, you know what I mean? You just, when I follow that guidance and the, the key is for me, I don't have to have that understanding of why. I just have to trust my own intuition of what's resonating. We read everybody's energy right? Mm-hmm. And so like one of the things I teach in the human design is like how our charts interact with each other. And it can be a partnership. Like, you know, as we're here together, we're creating something that neither one of us creates on our own as they, you know, mesh together, but you can do it for, you know, a business partner or a spouse or even a child. You know, I look at what I trigger in my children's charts to know like, this is why they react like that because of what's the, what's happening. And then you can also do group dynamics. It's really fun. I mean, it's, it's so funny how when people are doing exactly what they're supposed to without knowing and how it all comes together as to why they've been drawn to that. Where in their chart does it show or shows like where they've been beating their head against the wall, trying to get results with something that's not them, that's not their skill set. Because like for me in my in my um, my chart, I have a lot of visionary stuff. I have a lot of big picture stuff, but I struggle with details. Mm. And so, you know, but sometimes I'm put in a position where I'm trying to create all these this detailed information, and I've learned now like I probably need help. I don't put all that on me or, you know, when I'm working in my client's business, a lot of times my, I'm rule, my role is like an acting CEO because I do have good vision. I do have good future, you know, goals and being able to set that and then create the path backwards for them to achieve it. But they're doing the work and have the detail information with me guiding them along the way. And it's a perfect, it's a perfect synergy for us because a lot of people, they're great, diligent workers. They're good in business, but they don't have vision. They don't see the direction to go. And my chart's very directional. So I've learned how to, you know, play that role in my client's business and then put them on the right path where they're experiencing their genius and helping them fu- fill the gaps of where they're not meant to do, but that those things need to get done and how to get them done by someone else. So it's a whole it's just so fun because I've watched, I had a client that I was talking to the other day and I've been working with her for like seven years mm-hmm. and we were laughing about how she was struggling then and where she is now. So yeah. brilliant. And with human design, I know it is a little bit more in the mainstream now, but not mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. And it's quite an interesting modality. How would you describe it to someone who has never heard of it? They know about astrology. They check their horoscope maybe. And they look, because if anybody looks up human design, it can look a little bit 
a little bit confusing from the way that it's structured. So how do you explain, because you're obviously very passionate about it and you've seen the results of how it can inform somebody's true life purpose, but how do you describe it to someone when they go, wait, what are you doing to me? Well, it it does have a a flavor of astrology, but it's several different um, modalities kind of layered on each other. But what it does is teaches you how you're designed to interact in the world. If you're designed to have an energy force, a life force energy, there's a lot of people that don't have energy charts that are so burnt out and they don't understand why. And they watch someone else do something that has a powerhouse chart and they're like, I can't ever keep up. We compare, you know, we're always looking and comparing ourselves to other people when it's like, you know, if you're a screwdriver, quit trying to be a wrench quit trying to be a hammer. You're a screwdriver. And once you own your space, then you feel like you're brilliant because any screw you come across, you know what to do with it. So I teach the way I kind of explain it to people is it's taking your soul's desire of what, what you came here for and how you came here to do it and who you're here to impact and how, like what under what structure? Because I'm never going to, when I work with my clients, I'm not going to say like, oh, well, you went to medical school and you were really, it says here, you're supposed to be a lawyer. It's not like that. Right. Right. It doesn't matter how you deliver it. It's about your soul's desire to deliver it. But some people have a very high level energy to do it. Some people have a, a lower energy, but they have a lot of insights and big overview picture of how things work. And it's just important that you're plugged into the right place. And then one of the biggest things about it is understanding, it's called your authority in human design, but understanding how you're designed to make decisions. Most people struggle is they're always trying to do everything through their mind and nobody's decision-making ability is with the mind. Nobody's. So the mind is like designed to analyze information, but not decide on the information, if that makes sense. So I just, that's how I explain it to people is that you figure out like, you know, we all drop down here on earth and everyone has a toolbox and what's in your toolbox is different than mine. But if I keep trying to do the work you're here to do with my toolbox, I'm going to be frustrated my whole life. So it's just about, again, the clarity, the perception and looking at things from a different standpoint And then just, you know, permission to be you. And I think that's what's so hard. You know, you get into a job a lot of times and they want you to be who they want you to be. You know, some people's charts are all about having their individual freedom and don't tell me anything. And other people are here to oversee and nurture their people and, you know, run a corporation. They have big vision and big business skills and they know where to go. They know how to make money. And so if you put everybody in the right role, we all are geniuses. I think it was Albert Einstein that said, if you judge the ability of an elephant to climb a tree, you're never going to think anyone's any good. Yes. Oh, yes. I love that. Thank you for explaining that a little bit more. And it makes so much sense that going back to what you previously said too, that when you're searching for your purpose, it's not really about what you're doing Mm -mm. at all. And it's so individual because many of us 
from what I gleaned from my own clients and from the listeners and just in my life, we kind of want to be told what to do, how to do it. And okay, thank you. <laughs> just walk away. But it's not, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Yeah. But if you take the time, as you were saying, to really understand ourselves and how unique we are, then it also sounds like that's a great antidote to not comparing ourselves at all anymore. Yeah. Because we it are is. so individual. Well, and if we think about it, you know, when you work with hundreds of clients, all of my clients say the same thing about me. You know, they don't say like, oh, she's the, she's the life of the party. She's the this, she's the that. She, they're like, she's the wise one. She teaches me everything. She gives me clarity about me. She doesn't, they don't say, you know, we all have five or six words that everyone would use to describe you. Mm. And the rest of them are kind of, they're just not who you are. So it's owning your space and staying in your lane is where you get the fulfillment. I don't try to be what I'm not, but before I didn't know who I was. So I didn't know which lane to be in. And then it all goes back to those little bits of trust to really build that. Oh, that's beautiful. And what brought you to the conception of your business? Has it changed quite a bit since 2008, since you started it? Or has there always been a thread of not that all your clients are the same, but has there always been a thread of similarities of who you were serving? Yeah. In the very beginning, you know, I had just come out of a divorce and I had been married for 20 years in a very toxic situation. And so I found myself working a lot with women, trying to leave, trying to figure, you know, like kind of in that situation. But then as I've gotten past getting over that, the muck of that, And then it was like, now I'm trying to build a business and stand on my own two feet and kind of my clients morph through that too. It is kind of the way the stages that you're in. Hmm. One thing that's very common through no matter what stage of what it's in is that I work on the person in their whole life. Because what I found is that I can't really make you have a prosperous business when you've got a toxic marriage or when you've got cancer or health issues or when you don't have any money, right? So I'm, I work on all of those things with somebody. And I remember specifically, I had this one client that she hired me for business coaching and we had been working on working together for about two months. And she said to me, when are we going to start working on my business? And we had been working a lot. She had an adult son living in her house. He was 19 or 20 and he was super toxic. He was just misbehaving all the time and she didn't have good boundaries with him. And so for the first two months, that's what we were working on is getting all that in, in check. And so then she asked me, you know, like she's getting irritated because she wants to work on making money and business and everything. And I asked her, so how much money are you making now? And she, she went back to her accountant and figured out she had tripled her income in those two months. We hadn't worked on, changed anything in her business, but we were dealing with the problem. And the problem was she's at work talking at home. You know, the problem is she's leaving work every day and she's not focused on it. It had nothing to do. She knew what to do in her business, but it was, it's about finding what the problem is. I don't always know what I'm going to work on when I start working with someone And it has morphed from the beginning, but it's always about the root problem for me. 
and I do stuff in money mindset stuff, how you think about money, how your where your money blocks are. I do stuff around health. I do stuff around restructuring your business. I do all of that stuff, but I just never know what you're going to need. And so it's wherever, wherever seems to be the hole in your life, that's what we work on. And then it affects everything else. Oh, I love that. And so, so beautiful because healing, one of the small definitions or simple definitions is to become whole. Mm -hmm. And the way you're speaking about it makes so much sense because we tend to compartmentalize when we're really focused on something that we want or that we think that we're lacking in. The way you said it, she was focused so much on her business. She wasn't looking at the actual the actual medicine that was going to kind of heal whatever she thought she wasn't able to do in her business. But then it was already happening and she couldn't see it. Mm-mm. And that is so valuable, I feel, to so many. How many of us are already having and doing what we want, but we won't, we're blind to it. We can't see it. Yeah. Because we don't know ourselves and we haven't dug deep enough. Yeah. Wow. Was she kind of completely shocked when she saw that? Yeah, she was pretty dumbfounded. And then she said, how did that happen? (laughs) And I just said, because we fixed the problem. We didn't just, you know, it wasn't about more effort. It wasn't about working longer hours. It wasn't about more clients. It was just about sitting in your space and you being you then the clients come and then you're not distracted. You're better at everything. And, you know, money follows that Mm. it's, you know, money kind of goes where it with ease and where, you know, it's attracted to your energy. So she cleared up her vibration and her attitude and her emotions around everything where she wasn't always being derailed. And then it opened up the door for more abundance to come in. So Wow. It's a really cool process. Really cool. So beautiful. And I think and feel as well that one of the big kind of light bulb aha moments we can call is when you said, don't talk to your mind. Don't ask your mind to make the decision. They don't know. They are not the decision maker. I feel like many, many people do not, if they hear that immediately, defensiveness. What do you mean? What are you talking about? This is what I work on my spiraling thoughts. I stay in there all day. I know that there's going to be some kind of answer. (laughs) It's amazing. But the embodiment of our energy and really tuning into our intuition, whether that is in your heart or in your gut, wherever you're feeling it. Wow. That's so beautiful. Do you find that you ever go back to trusting your mind a little bit more and then you have to stop yourself? Like, has it been kind of a Yeah, it takes a little time to decondition yourself. You know, we've been brought up, you know, if you're 20 and getting this information or 50 or 60, it's like a lot of undoing to do it. But what I think helps is when you're very conscious about doing it and you directly, especially about big decisions, that you make a conscious effort to use whatever your authority and your decision-making process is you start to see the results and how things are different. You know, most of us, when we look back, to a problem that we had in our life, and we really look at it closely, we knew, right? We knew we shouldn't have done what we did. It's not always, but when you start to really trust that, 
And, you know, that's why it's important to get your human design chart because everyone's authority is different. 50% of the population have emotional authority, which you have to ride an emotional wave. And the rest of the population, 70% of the population have this gut response. And some of them have a two-part that's emotional. So, but then there are, there are several other things and it's just important to know what yours is. Cause we all, we're all here differently. We're mm-hmm. all here to do something different. We all enjoy different things. And I just feel like I finally figured out who I was supposed to be. And now with the clarity and the information of it, it's like I can embody it. It's different. Now I don't have to think about it all the time. It just happens. And so that's when it becomes really cool and very impactful is when it's automatic. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I And I'm sure everybody is really excited to find out what their human design is. And I know there are a lot of beautiful free resources out there, but I would love for you to, because you do take um, readings and human yeah. design readings for yourself too, not necessarily only with the coaching. Yeah. So I do different packages depending on what someone needs, but I do do readings. I do a package with all three readings with the hand analysis and the astrology and the human design. Um, You can go anywhere on the internet and find your human design chart, but you won't really understand what any of it means. So to get the interpretation of it, you can read the books just like you can read an astrology book. But if you really want to move forward and put yourself on the fast track, I really recommend understanding the foundation of your chart. And then what I do in my coaching is really helping people to align with that information and set their business structure up with them in the appropriate position and helping them figure out what gaps need to be filled and going from there. So my website is melissakirk.com and you can always set up a consultation with me to discuss what your what your issue is and decide if we have a good fit to work together. I love helping my clients wherever they are yeah. and making the small tweaks. Or if you're starting from scratch or if you've been doing it for, for a long time and you just want to get to the next level and you know you can't do it by yourself. And all of Melissa's information will be in the show notes. So easy to find, easy to click on to her website and everything that she has to offer. And Melissa, thank you so much. This just flew by and the empowerment that you offer and that I feel in your energy as well. And I'm sure the listeners can feel it's so energizing and incredibly inspiring. So thank you. And is there anything else that you'd like to share before we go? I would definitely love to have you on again at some point because you just, we only scratched the surface of (laughs) what you have to offer. So I would love to um, invite you back sometime over the next year as well. But in the meantime. So I have an ebook that's called how to manifest anything. And it just teaches you how the universe works and how, you know, I've had people in the past tell me, I don't believe in the law of attraction. And I always tell them, well, you don't have to believe in gravity, but it's still working. It's still, you're not going to float up off your seat because you don't believe in it. (laughs) So you might as well learn how the law of attraction works, right? So it's an ebook on how to do that, how to manifest and get clear thoughts about what it is and understand what you block. And, you know, you can download it. It's free on my website. So. Oh, beautiful. Well, I will definitely be checking that out. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Lovely. And I'll put that um, link as well on the show notes. So everybody, it's very easy. Just below where you're listening, just <laughs> click on the hyperlink. And yes, thank you so much, Melissa. I really, really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Mary. 
So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. I hope that you received at least one valuable thing. And please reach out to me with any questions or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow and message me on my Instagram at trainlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or email me at hellotrainlight at gmail.com. And you guessed it, you can check out my website, trainlight.com. I will have all the links in the show notes for you so you don't have to do any Googling. I will have them there for you. And you can learn more about my work and how I can support you. And you can read more about the Reiki trainings and certifications that I'm offering. Some events are coming up too, which I'm very excited about. And they will be online, so don't worry, because I know I have more of a global audience with this podcast, which I'm very grateful for. So I'm always looking to figure out how all the things that I can offer can be received by anyone from around the world. So thank you again, and truly, I am so, so, so grateful for all of your support. Be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you soon.